Hey, this is Reza. This is Sandy. Welcome to the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Thanks for stopping by. Hello and welcome to the 381st episode of the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Sandy, how are you doing today? I'm, I'm struggling. I'll tell you that much right now. Um, big weekend, great weekend, but my body's catching up to me and telling me I got to slow down. Mm. Last week, I was in Boston for work and I got in on Sunday, got in around 2.30 uh, and then, you know, I hit up. What do I do first? I hit a Blaze Pizza. Why do I hit a Blaze <laughs> right. Pizza? Because I'm a sucker for pizza. Not only that, though, I got myself uh, a personal 11-inch pie and the I got myself bread. the cheesy, the pesto cheesy bread, which together is about 1,800 calories. Do not recommend that. I can't believe you uh, crushed all that in one in one, uh, in one one sitting. That's crazy. I also had a Diet Coke. What can I say? You know, shoot or shoot. So... <laughs> Um, but it was, it was a great, it was a great week to, you know, uh, rub shoulders with, with some of my colleagues. Um, I realized that in the five months that I've been with, uh, with this company that I've been up to Boston for like around three weeks. So wow. that's been exciting. I um, also can't believe it's been five months. I mean, like if I really think about all the things that we've talked about over the last five months, I can believe it. But at the same time, it's like, wow, five, five whole months already. I know. That's nuts, dude. That's nuts how fast time goes. I've been with my company now for uh, a year and a half almost now. And I, uh, we, Lena and I actually closed on this house uh, a year and nine days ago. I think it was the 12th that we closed on it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. The, uh, and so we, uh, what, what I do, I, I also got to run um, f- with, uh, with some colleagues of mine, which was great. And I got to re- sort of rerun around Boston. Um, I'm in full-on marathon training mode. Um, the mileage is going up. And I sort of, I did like three, or no, I did four on Monday. And then I did, I think, four again on Tuesday. Seven on Wednesday. I took Thursday off. Did eight on Friday. Now, this is where the story picks up. Okay. Because I started my day on Friday. I was coming back to New York on Friday. I started my day in Boston. I woke up 6 o'clock. Really 5.30. 5 o'clock. More like 5 o'clock. Woke up, got ready, went out, started my run. I needed to do eight miles. Okay. Okay. So just, just you know, running up. And you can pull up my Strava. You're just running back uh, across and along the Charles River. Um, great, you know, great run, felt good, felt strong. Um, and you know, the day is going, uh, there's intern I, uh, that I was uh, working with and it was his last day, giving his presentation <clears throat> and the, uh, it's my time to leave. Right. I decided that I was going to take a, what's it called? I was going to take this seven o'clock, six fifty one train. 651 Amtrak train home business class so I had a seat you know sometimes on these on these trains if you're sitting coach you just have to like scramble to find a seat 
and because I'm not getting on at the first stop, like a lot of it's already booked up. Yeah. So the good thing about businesses, it doesn't matter when I get to the station, right? I don't have to like strategically position myself and try to like snag a coach seat. My seat is booked. It's a quiet car. It's the furthest car away from the engine. All well and good. Here's the thing. Get on the train at 6.51. Starts moving. However, Amtrak had a notice. And we saw the, and we saw and felt this notice on the way up to Boston. Which was that there's a lot of construction and renovation happening along the Northeast Corridor. So the normal train route that I take was not the same route that I took back. And... I am scheduled to get back in to, uh, to Penn, not technically not Penn Station anymore, Moynihan Station at 10.55. But okay. 10.55 comes and goes. It's a normally a four-hour train ride, right? 6.51, depart from Boston, Back Bay, 10.55, pull into New York City. 10.55 comes and goes. We're not in this train station yet. A lot of times we're like stopped along the route. I'm trying to catch some sleep because the next day I got to run 16. And I'm thinking to myself, oh man, so I can't carbo load the way that I normally want to. I'm not going to get the sleep I need, right? Right. And so I drank this uh, this new um, sports like mix that I made from Morton, M-A-U-R-T-E-N. So I'm slowly drinking this carbohydrate mix. It's got about 80 grams of carbs in it, so... Jeez. Okay. Yeah, but yeah. it's like it's like it's essentially meant to yeah, like, yeah, you yeah, can yeah. mimic you know like a carbo load night before, so that might right. you know, the uh, what's it, the glycemic index or something is up. I forget. Whatever. Whatever it is. Yep. Basically, the simplest energy for your body to to pull. So I get home. I get off the train. Maybe eleven fifteen, eleven thirty. Call an Uber because I was like so exhausted. I wasn't going to take the the subway. Call an Uber, get home, it's midnight. Jeez, wow, okay. Right, talk to Carolyn, unpack my stuff, get my bib ready, because not only was I running 16, but there was a 12-mile training run race that I was going to do to, like, essentially make it easier. I was going to meet up with some friends who were going to run it as well, but the notion is you're running around Central Park twice. Okay. Okay. So, my whoop band tells me I passed out at 12.41 a.m., 12.41 a.m. Whereas the race started at 7 a.m. But here's the thing. It's a long run. So I have to be up earlier than that. I got to sit on the toilet. I got to stretch out. I got to do all my things. Mm-hmm. I woke up at 4.59 a.m. My whoop band told me I got three hours and 47 minutes. Oh, boy. Okay. So, so that's that's lesson one. Don't yeah. ever do that shit again. Yeah. Normally, and this was a special circumstance. I, I needed to be there for till the end of the day on Friday. Normally, it would be make sense where I take like the two o'clock train, so I get back at six. Then no harm, no foul. Super easy. We're all good. Second thing was, I didn't sort of get the right nutrition into my body the night before and the day of the race because I didn't get any sleep. Like all of this is compounded on top of each other. So I wake up, I don't really get a chance to eat much. I'm like stretching my body. I'm still like 
really, really sleepy. You know, it's not like you're you're getting over the sleep. You're like, yeah. oh no, I feel yeah. uncomfortably sleepy. Right. But I knew that the race was going to start at seven. It was already six fifteen, and I go, this this right uh, this race is taking place about forty two blocks away from me. So I thought to myself, all right, well, what I'll do is. It's on the north end of the park, right? And I live on the south. It, it, the, the race is starting in the northeast corner of the park on 102. East 102. But I live on, like, West 59. So I have to not only make my way into the park, but then jog about two and a quarter mile to the start line. Wow. Which was fine because that was the goal, right? To, like, I had to get yeah, a 12-mile yeah. race done because it was my final qualifying race for the 2023 New York City Marathon. Again, the New York Roadrunners uh, organization that runs the New York City Marathon, they allow you to qualify without having to fundraise by running nine qualifying races and doing the one uh, volunteer event. Remember, the volunteer event's the one where I like rolled my ankle. Right. Um, so originally I had planned it so that the New York City Marathon was going to be my final race. But this gives me the insurance where if I don't run the New York City Marathon, then I still qualify next year. No problem. So I'm like, I'm leaving the, uh, I'm leaving my apartment. I'm starting to jog and I go, oh, this is really warm. This is like 12 degrees warmer than it was last week. You remember last week when I told you I ran 17? Yeah. That was because it was 66 degrees Wow. No humidity, like just got good sleep, got good nutrition. Oh, at the end of the seventeen mile run, dude, I'm telling you, I felt like I could, keep, I could keep going. That's how good I felt, and that's how good the preparation was. The weather, it all sort of came to a head. Yeah, but not only was it twelve degrees warmer, it was like many, many percentages more humid. So I'm trotting, right? I'm doing a light jog to the beginning of the race. By the time I get to the end of the starting line area, my whole shirt is drenched. <laughs> oh, boy. And I go, okay, this is going to be a tough one. Waited for some friends to show up. And this was fine because we weren't racing this for time. It's literally called the New York City Marathon, like 12-mile training run. And so I had friends, these two, these two women, they had already done a lap of Central Park, which was six miles. So they were going to do two more laps. And now if you've never run in New York City, one loop is totally okay. Two loops is where most people call it. It's like, I've done this loop twice. Mm -hmm. It's easy to count the first one and the last one. Three loops is where people go insane. Because <laughs> it's really, like I've done it before. It is, it gets monotonous when you know every single loop. Yeah. Or every single turn, every single crevice, every single tree. So... I'm running. I was told we we're gonna go low and slow, which is what we did. But here's the thing: I've got I'm running on three hours and forty seven minutes of sleep. I have really terrible nutrition in me. So the first lap, I make it to about ten miles, and I'm like, "Ooh, maybe not even ten. I probably made it to eight miles, right? One full loop is six. Add the two and a quarter on top of it. That's when I started to feel it. I go, I think I'm gonna bonk today. So bonking on a run, B-O-N-K, is when you really just hit the wall, hmm. right? Your legs give out, your body gives out. Not like, 
I don't want to say I collapsed, but like mentally, I was just like I hit the wall, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was, there was nothing else I could give, and so there's like there's a little bit of walking. I've gotten over the walking thing as long as you're walking forward. You know, you catch your breath a little bit, you let your mind settle down a little bit, bring the heart rate down, and then you keep going. So I did that a couple of times. Here's the other lesson that I learned. My mid-run nutrition was off. Okay. Up until this point, I've been wearing a hydration vest. It has 1.5 liters capacity. So normally I make about one and a quarter liter of this Morton drink mix. I throw some ice in there. And it's, it's worked out swimmingly. But the New York City and the Chicago Marathon don't allow hydration vests for security reasons. Oh, wow. Jesus. So I went back to the hand bottle. Hand bottle's totally fine. But it's literally a third of the capacity that I'm used to. Right. So I ran out of my drink. Not only that, you know how like runners, they, they, they eat that thing called like goo? Yep. With the gel or whatever? Yep. Everyone's got a really sensitive palate when it comes to gels. Everyone's got their favorite, and you don't really deviate from the favorite. But every training session, you either you have found your favorite and you stick with it, or you're on this relentless quest to find the goo that makes sense. So I brought a goo with me. It was a pineapple-flavored one. I, I'm telling you, dude, I rip into it. I take one like tiny nibble of it, and I go, oh, I literally said out loud to my friend, oh, my God, this is horrific. <laughs> oh, boy. And she goes... Did you say terrific or horrific? And I go, no, this is horrific. Oh no. So I like I like choked it down, but it was like too sweet and too tart. And I was like, oh, this is this is so bad. And then because I'd run out of my Morton mix in my hand bottle, I went and mixed it with Gatorade. So I dumped out all the water that I had. Now it's a third Gatorade, one part Gatorade, two parts water, but it's lemon. It was like the, the yellow Gatorade, which I'm not used to. I, I only drink blue Gatorade. My stomach did not like yellow Gatorade. I also grabbed one of their SIS Sports in Science branded goos. Took a sip of, uh, t- took a chunk of that, and I go, "Oh, this is even worse. What's going on?" <laughs> oh my god! So I've got, I've got, I'm running on three hours and forty seven minutes of sleep. Not a real dinner. No real breakfast. And these goos and this and this nutrition, not having it. So this is like the concept. And one of my colleagues, he he uh, he commented on my Strava post. He goes, you know, sometimes you just gotta get out there and work on the mental, you know. And there's this concept called the pain cave, and it's the idea that you're gonna be uncomfortable on these runs. You have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah, and you never can train for this uncomfortableness unless you're out there, and so I just tried to push as hard as I could, but I got to a certain point. Was like, what am I doing? It, there's like there's like a red line where you shouldn't push beyond it, mm-hmm. and so it got to the end where we're talking like maybe ten miles or maybe nine nine and a half, where my my friend I, I told her I go listen, I even told her beforehand I go listen I don't think I have it today, but. If at any point you feel like you do have it and you're going to push, do not hesitate. Just let me know you're leaving. Yeah. Don't wait for me. And the, But these are, like, I know I've said this before when I was running Berlin and New York with my friend. Me and this other guy we were like, yeah, we're going to run it shoulder to shoulder all the way through. But there's going to come a moment where if you feel like you have it, 
and you feel like you want to go faster, you just got to let the other person know. Just let them know, hey, I'm going to push. Great. Good luck. I'll see you when I see you. And that was it. And so she was able to push all the way to the end. Nice. I was unable to. So I walked about, I think out of this entire thing, I probably walked about a mile total. In like, That's not bad. Yeah. And I just got to the, the, the final big hill known as Cat Hill. Mm-hmm. And I, I I jogged up that. I jogged the rest of the way, and then when I got, I kept jogging a little bit after the finish line, and I got to about fourteen point nine one miles. And I thought to myself, man, I only need one point oh nine miles. But let me tell you, dude, I did not have it. And I just in my mind, I was like, am I? I don't want to like really hurt myself just to get this one extra mile. Yeah, you yeah. Know? And so I called it, but. I had God, it must never been a been. tough decision, man. Oh, God. <laughs> I can only when I imagine. I turned my watch man. off. That was that felt like defeat. Yeah, I really felt. Yeah. But I'll say this: I have never, I haven't felt that like wrung out, you know, in such a long time. Mm-hmm. I got home. I had like really, really upset stomach just from like it feeling like it was coated in sugar from the goose from the Gatorade. And then uh, I had to take a nap. I just had to take a nap because there was like, it's one thing to run this much on a human day. It's another thing to have done it on three hours and 47 minutes of sleep. Yeah. And so I took a nap and it was a big deal because Carolyn's parents and my parents were coming in. They're going to meet for the first time. So we had this dinner planned. And so that's another mistake. We just don't fucking plan some strenuous ass activity like this Yikes. on yeah. a day where you kind of need to be a you know have your have your senses about you yeah i was talking to my friends on the run they go oh we're really excited to hear about how it goes and i go yeah i'm gonna have to hear from carolyn because i'll be passed out in the, ma- in the mashed potatoes you know what i mean just like, <laughs> falling asleep at the table just head first taking a dive into the starch um but it all went really well it was the first time our parents met we tried to like sort of have them meet but with covid uh, especially when I got engaged, when Caroline got engaged, we had to keep pushing it because it was first the Delta variant and the Omicron, like it was all these variants and like yeah, numbers yeah. were spiking and you know, never it, it, made sense. it made sense. It made yeah. sense. Yeah. So all in all, great, great meal. Uh, good that they met. And uh, we, we were just really happy that, you know, the six of us could sit around the table. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That was that was my weekend, man. I am, I'm struggling still to recover from that run. I can imagine, dude. That's some I, stuff. Like, yeah. Yeah. Th- I was, you know, I have this Apple Watch and it tracks like that gives me like the weekly goals of like, you know, I get a special notification where if I stand 12 hours a day, if I work out at least 30 minutes a day, and if I burn like at least 550 calories, and there's a special streak badge that I get where you know every day if you get all three of them, you close all three rings. It's a nice little celebratory an even bigger celebratory moment if you can close all three rings monday through sunday i'm telling you dude i smoked all three rings monday <laughs> through saturday but today according to my watch dude i have i've worked out zero minutes today and so just not gonna be able to do it just gonna have to let that streak die you know that's like that's like one before vsat ran out of ran out of bullets oof got nothing left I'm, I'm, and I'm on B. I was gonna say yeah. it's like the time that you had uh you were doing knife only and your sprint stopped working. Uh, 
didn't yeah yeah not, not yeah, on you purpose can, you can no longer run yeah your character was out yeah yeah so uh so that was my weekend but uh how uh how have you been how's the how's the fence coming along yeah so all right so i think i told i think i mentioned briefly last week that the fence progress has been a bit slow as of late ever since gordon's birthday party like after that there was no urgency anymore right the big the big like quote unquote deadline that i had with this was having some fence partially built for gordon's birthday honestly i came up short of what i of where i actually wanted to be had i had another let's say five to six hours i would have been able to make it to where i wanted to be for the party but uh of course obviously that wasn't the case so i ended up you know with uh like two full sections done of fence maybe three sections like three panels so like i don't know 20 feet of fencing um and that's a long shot of the like 250 linear feet that we have um around the entire yard so um at this point then i i also mentioned the carpal tunnel that i had which was like you know when i when i used to hear carpal tunnel i would often think of like just you know wrist pain associated with you know typing too much you know behind a keyboard for too long but like i've never felt anything like this where my fingertips were numb i would have a lot of pain in my hands even to this day pushing off the ground like doing a push-up for instance i I stopped doing those like 100 push-ups a day that i was that i used to be doing because it 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 would send a lot of (laughs) pain up my entire arm like there was almost an electric feeling that would go up my entire nerves all the way through my biceps starting at my hand so it was pretty bad so i took like two weeks off of fencing because of that and so i got back to it um you know we're we're almost i think that was four weeks ago now if if i'm just checking the calendar right now so um that was Gordon's birthday weekend was the 30th so um well one two so we're only three weeks only three weeks removed from his birthday party wow (laughs) it's a far i feel it feels like it's been longer than that um so anyway yeah so i took i took a, a i guess a week and a half break off of it and last weekend i was hoping to 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 um you know make some decent progress now um, a week and a half ago, I think on Wednesday was the first day that I started doing a little bit more fence work. And so I think with Lena's help, I was able to put on a few rails, which again are the two by fours that connect the the fence posts, which are roughly eight feet apart from each other. And so I, was, I had Lena's help with that. You basically put three two by fours connecting each of the fence posts, um, and then uh, you you nail the pickets to those rails to those two by fours. And so. Had Lena's help, we were able to get down to um, I don't know, like, like halfway down the yard, which was, um, uh, you know, probably like another like 30, 30 40 feet uh, throughout that throughout that weekend, and then um, I think I picketed as well, but then we ended up getting rain, so um, I I did the picketing on Saturday, and I was hoping to do some more work on Sunday, and I I had gone to store because I ran out of nails, so I went to I went to the to the hardware store, I went to Menards with Gordon, picked up some nails, and was hoping to get to some work, um, you know, just to finish putting on the pickets that I had out because I wasn't trying to like bust out saws and everything else when Gordon was out, out there with me. But he was just not having it. He did not want to get outside. When I finally was like, all right, buddy, like we got to get outside, it was raining. So I was like, all right, great. That's oh, a wasted yeah. day. So um, didn't do anything that day. Um, fast forward then, um, I guess I must have done a little bit of work earlier this week. I honestly can't remember. It's a bit of a blur at this point. But um, I intended to get out there on Friday 
to do some work, right? Got Gordon from uh, from daycare, you know, left work a little bit early on Friday, got him, and I was intending to get out there. And I come home, and I already told you the story, but I picked up like my electric razor, which I used to shave my head, right? And I, I, had, I had to charge it, and so I was putting it back underneath the sink. And I have my straight razor underneath the sink as well. And so I'm just like kind of in a rush trying to get things together. And so I reached down to put the uh, the electric razor into its case. And um, all of a sudden, I feel this sharp pain in my finger. And I already, I, I immediately knew what I did. I brushed my hand, my, my middle finger, just like right over the straight razor. But it was, I could already feel it was not, uh, I said a straight, it's, it's a safety razor. Uh, I could already feel that it wasn't a, um, uh, <laughs> it wasn't a, a small cut. Um, like it was, it was deep. And so uh, effectively took off, I don't know, like as I'm looking at it right now, like, I don't know, maybe a centimeter wide. And I don't, I have no idea how deep, um, honestly, but, but I took out like a, you know, a decent chunk of my finger. Like if I look at my fingertip, you know, just straight on, you know, it's supposed to be rounded. Um, there's like a flat spot. <laughs> it's like, it's like if you had a, if, if you see like an Afro, right. And yeah. somebody, somebody like, just like took a, uh, uh took a, a, a shaver and just like buzzed off a portion on the on the diagonal like or not on a diagonal which should be curved and they made it a diagonal connecting the top to the to the uh to the side so i uh, i have i have a a piece of skin missing here so because Uh-oh. of that i i wanted to get out there um got like a towel and I wrapped it up and just like the amount of blood was you know kind of you know more than more than what a normal bandit can handle so i had to literally wrap some gauze around it and wrap that up and even still i had like blood leaking out of that uh, this is a great story, and um, I effectively had to be like, I, I, I was gonna do, I was gonna go out, but Lena convinced me that I should just stay inside and just chill, which honestly was for the best. So yeah. then the next day, um, you know, the, the you know bleeding had stopped, um, you know, finger was still was you know for the most part fine. So I basically put a bandaid on it just to like protect it, and then I put a glove like a, a, a latex glove over my hand, so that when I put my hand into the actual working gloves, there was no way that I was going to get like dirt or anything on the cut, so it wouldn't irritate it. And I went out there and I, I worked for um, I don't know a few few hours. So I was able to, at some point, I, honestly, I think it was earlier in the week that I finished sealing off the uh, the, the one side of the of the fence that runs adjacent to the uh, to the the sidewalk, and I and I hit the turn now. So at this point, I am working along the back of the yard, and so I put up some rails there, and I and I and I closed off some of the fence with with pickets. I was able to do I don't know a few of those sections, probably like three so like 24 feet of uh of pickets and probably put up another like 24 ish feet of of uh, of rails that were ready to pick it for the next day and then uh today so lane is lane is dad uh is is in from england with his wife and so he's been like really eager to work on this fence and so he and i went made a quick menards trip this morning because we needed a few more two by fours because some of the posts were a little bit further apart than eight feet which uh obviously is a problem since my my two by fours are only eight feet and so they need to be able to to connect so we got some uh some longer um two by fours and uh cut those down to size and we just we were just we were out there just cruising like we what I when I normally finish like three sections, which again are about eight feet each, in like I don't know a three hour set, uh, a three hour um, work day, maybe four hours, depends on like 
if I have to do the rails and pick it or just pick it or just rails, whatever it is, um, it takes, it takes a fair amount of time. And so, um, he and I, we probably went out there at like one or two today and we wrapped up by like 6 PM. We, we probably did like seven full sections. So we did rails and pickets in that amount of time. Like, I don't know. It was, it was just, we were just cruising. And so, uh, and it looks much better than the, than the side of the house, just cause I've gotten a lot better as, as I've gone. So, um, yeah, at this point I am just shy. I think of two thirds done, two thirds complete. Um, I'm still working, you know, while, while he, while Lana's stepdad or Lana's dad is here. So, um, we, I think he's going to, well, I know he's going to be doing some work on it while I'm at work. So I honestly feel like there's a good chance that most of this fence gets done now by him, you know, when I'm not around. So it's in a pretty good state. Um, the only things left are, are like gates that that's what will remain afterwards, I should say. Mm -hmm. Um, and I still have to figure out what type of like, how we're going to do this. But honestly, that's been, that hasn't really been on my mind to, to be honest. So, um, yeah, yeah. I'm just looking for this hand healing at this point. It, oh it yeah, sucks. dude. That sucks. that that's probably way more serious right now. Yeah, I can't type. Like I have to put a band-aid on in order to type, but then the band-aid makes it so that when I you know, when I when I push like the K key or the I or the or the um the comma, you know, like you, you end up fat fingering things or or uh, that's not the right you know, whatever, it doesn't matter. Um you end up pushing more than one more than one key with the band aid or and it still hurts. It still doesn't feel great. Oh, so it's sure. it's sl it slows you down. Um like using the mouse like you know, the right mouse click, that's fine, but it's typing on the keyboard, that's where it hurts. So um like I said, this isn't the first time this has happened. I'm pretty sure this exact same injury and this very like exact same finger, maybe not the same depth, but uh, this is exact same thing has happened to me before. So I have to uh, figure out a better system for how I store my razors. Because um, yeah, face down. Because well, it's both sides. That's the issue. But real, really, um, I need to just remove the blade. Cause I don't use it very often. So I need to just take the blade out. Cause I have a whole bunch of them. Like you're supposed to, you're th it's, it's through a company called Bevel, B-E-V-E-L. Yep. And you're supposed to only use the blade once, um, maybe two times, but realistically you don't really, you, you shouldn't have to keep the, the blade inside of the razor or inside of the, the handle too often. So, um, yeah, I just need to start taking it out more often because then I, then, then this will never happen again. Yep. So, cause like I, I, I use it occasionally, but I don't like, I mostly use electric for my head. I only use electric for my head and I mostly use the electric for my face, even to like my neck and whatever, when I'm touching up around my beard. So yeah, yeah, that's been, the, that's, that's, that's the big thing. Um, gosh, I'm trying to remember if I've, if I've got anything else going on. I obviously mentioned that. Hey man, you out here chopping off parts of your finger. Yeah. You, you're living <laughs> that, uh, that full contact life. Yeah. I will say this. I started Wolfenstein 2, um, which I've had for a long time. Wolfenstein 2, the new Colossus. And um, I honestly started the game on the Xbox One when it first came out like five years ago. It's been, it's been, it's been a while. I wonder if I could see the release date of this game, but I'm not sure I can quickly find it. Um, yeah, it doesn't, I don't see it here. Um, and so... Oh, here it goes. Yeah, it came out October 26, 2017. So I've had this game for a hot minute. I had it on the, originally on the Xbox One. I played the first, like, eighth of the game, maybe. I played, like, the first, like, four missions or so. 
and then I put it down. And I think this is mostly I put it down because I was in that transition from Xbox to PC gaming. And then I think the game was on was on Xbox Game Game Pass on the PC like two or three years ago. So I started up again there, and then they removed it. <laughs> so and they removed it like after a long time of me not playing it. So then I stopped playing it, and then. I somehow got it on Steam. I think it must have come in like a humble bundle or something. I don't think I actually purchased it myself because that would be a strange decision to, to do. Um, and then for whatever reason, I decided to start it up the other day. And I've I've already like blown way past whatever wherever I got to way back in the day on the Xbox. So I've been enjoying. I've been I have been enjoying that game. Um, so yeah, instead of running, that's what I'm. That's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm playing hey, video games. You're putting in that work. <laughs> I'm putting in that work. Let us killing, know how kill, it all is. Killing Nazis. Yeah, right. Anyway, yeah, that's all I got, really. Yeah, let's get out of here, then. All right. Well, I'm Russell. I'm Sandy. Thanks so much for listening. See everyone next week. <laughs>